The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show seven days a week from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Hey everybody, Matt Camp and Tommy Dreamer here on the Busted Open Podcast. And today we will discuss The Rock, everything he has said from his social media promo to SmackDown. Everybody he addressed as it leads into WrestleMania from Cody Rhodes to Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. And where does Seth fit into all of this he could be a tag team partner of cody rhodes but we know their history and that only adds more layers to the story speaking of stories a story will come to an end a final chapter at aw revolution we talk all about sting's last match and the memories of an all-time legend all right here on the busted open podcast a lot to get into glad to be back with all of you and honored to be back and tommy good morning to you good to talk to you once again Nice to see your face. It's been a long, long time. Where you been? I've been like, I got a new iPhone, so I lost all my contacts. So uh, where you been for the last five years? I haven't seen you. Uh, I got stuck in parts unknown. Uh, I was working oh, for the wrestling okay. arts and sciences, and uh, I graduated finally. And uh, now I'm back here on Busted Open with a whole new head of facts and, and experiences that I think I could bring to the program today. So uh, good to be back with you. Thank you for finding my phone number after about... I don't know, about four and a half years, I think uh, it it popped back up into the phone. House of Hardcore kind of went away after the pandemic, so I really didn't have much to talk to you about. And you kind of, I saw you worked on Wednesday, so I can't talk to you. You're the enemy. You're dead. That's right. But you're back. You're alive to me. I'm I'm alive. I'm back. Yeah, sometimes you're dead to Tommy when you disappear uh, and and go somewhere else. But I am back, and it's good to be with all of you. I I appreciate uh, all the nice messages I've gotten over the last few weeks. But most importantly, I am very happy to be back with all of you on this Saturday morning, coming off of what has been, uh, and I guess you could say this pretty much every week now, Tommy, another wild week in the world of professional wrestling. Does it ever feel like we don't have these wild weeks anymore? No. And uh, to quote the great Tommy Dreamer to Joe Theismann sitting in a car with Billy Corrigan driving, Joe Theismann, hey, man, that was the greatest drive I've ever seen. Oh, my God, I'm an older guy. I didn't even want to get up to pee. He was talking about WrestleMania Chicago. And he's like, yeah, they say this is like your Super Bowl. How long is your off season? And me with my head against the glass, about five hours. <laughs> so with that being said, it has been an amazing time, the pro wrestling industry. The Rock said it. I kind of disagree with him a little bit. Not as much as uh, somebody on this show does. The wrestling business has been cool for quite some time. Uh, I love The Rock taking all the credit for the wrestling industry. Um, and talking about how cool it is, but 
<clears throat> numbers don't lie. And all these sellouts, I don't care what you say about your likes, your clicks, your views, asses in seats, number one. Then it goes to views and all that stuff. Rock is continuing to sell out arenas. He is the most electrifying man in sports entertainment. I told you, I warned you, especially Dave LaGreca, don't ask for it because once you get what you want, you have no clue how this is happening, and we got it. Uh, let's get ready for this because you mentioned Dave. Uh, Dave, I went off. Indeed... I went off social media yesterday because of it. You didn't want to see. Wasn't it having the best day. Me? Okay, fair enough. I wasn't having the best day, right? And I was just like, you know, I never thought The Rock and Dave LaGreca were going to have a social media beef. And I was just like, I'm done. I'm out. I'm I'm off of social media today. I'll probably go back off of it till I have to host the show. I think I'm hosting again on Thursday. So uh, I just I wasn't having any of it. I love the promo, by the way. It love was everybody's good. promo. Well, let's get into that because uh, yes, The Rock indeed dropped about a 20 minute promo on his social media yesterday, and one Dave Lagreca was mentioned as a Cody crybaby. Common sense, uh, sure, it could be common sense, but common sense isn't so common when I believe things changed over the last couple of months. Uh, Tommy, I harken back to 10 years ago, right around this time. Daniel Bryan was not supposed to be in the World Championship match, the main event of WrestleMania 30. We know how that night ended. The Yes Movement conquered New Orleans. The Yes Movement conquered Triple H, Randy Orton, and Batista all in the same night, and the man that the people wanted was crowned champion. He earned that championship. Cody Rhodes, one year ago, had come off a win in the Royal Rumble at number 30. He does not win at WrestleMania. A lot of people had a problem with that. I know Dave was at the top of that list. I didn't. I like telling that entire story. It reminds me of a lot of the ways that the New Japan um, Wrestle Kingdom shows have gone, whether it be Okada or Naito, where they didn't win right away when it looked like they were going to win, and it took them another year. you got to battle through a lot, and that's what Cody did for the last year, and it made all the sense in the world to get there. And then it didn't look like we were getting that, Tommy. It looked like we were going to get we're going to get The Rock and Roman Reigns, and that is box office. That's the biggest WrestleMania match you can maybe do ever. We're not going to get that match because of where Cody is right now. Tommy, do you believe that everything that Rock said there is common sense, or were they filling in the gaps of maybe some uh, illogical storyline holes since Royal Rumble? From every single uh, thing I've ever seen about pro wrestling, from, from old school posters, a card subject to change. Obviously, the plans went sour with CM Punk, uh, getting injured. And with all of that being said, now how do we pivot? If I'm looking at this and I've discussed this, I have this guy named The Rock in my back pocket. And when I have someone like that, I'm like, may have to pull The Rock card out there. I think it's safe to say it works from someone who lived it where, excuse me, um, I think we need Terry Funk in ECW. Mm -hmm. He was our go-to. And I was like, well, let's see if he wants to turn heel. Let's see all these different things. I mean, these are things that have to happen. 
for different reasons, right? Um, I I do feel that it was going to go the one route, and then now it changed. Now, I mean, it's such an interesting thing that's going on, and I can't even say it changed. It changed because of yes, the backlash, but WWE is smart. They listen to the audience, which we tell every performer to do, and they started booing them. And, and this, and, and me, and and Bully, and Mark, we went out there live and watched The Rock, who at the time in his prime, massive babyface versus Hulk Hogan, mm-hmm. and they turned on him. And we're like, "What? This isn't what the office wants." And guess what? Rock, literally smart enough, turned it right there. And that match is perhaps the Rock's greatest match of all time. Um, not not physically or also, but just probably one of the most notable matches of all time. Now with this, it's also long-term booking. And I'm mm-hmm. telling you, like I was worried about a lot of things and a lot of things I keep on seeing. And not, when I say worried, it's how these turns are taking the rocks promo about the 49ers saying we were supposed to win. We should get a rematch. We finished the story. He's like, no. And I was like, man, that's really hurting Cody. Hmm. Thankfully they've also done Cody, right? Now we have two matches with stipulations, which I love because it's a lot of dotting the I's and crossing the T's where night one, night two, and they are going to be two big ass matches. Right. Um, there's so many different things that are falling in line because then also I guess night two now Drew will face Seth. So I mean, there's all these things where every domino is falling, and when you yes, you're trying to get. I don't care any show. I don't care if it's WrestleMania, a house show, an independent show. Stuff is going to happen, and how you pivot and change to keep your audience engaged is business 101. Yes, and I will say this. I think The Rock is in a more comfortable role because I think The Rock is always a classic heel because that's what we saw. Is he entertaining? Of course he is. That's what, that's what we saw in 97 and 98, 99, 2000, and, and so on and so forth, and going from the nation to, you know, for a little bit of time, a baby face. Then, of course, he sides with the corporation. He's the corporate champ. And then that goes away because why? People loved him, and he becomes the people's champ. And we have that great run. But I always feel like Rock is better when he can kind of just be himself. And there is kind of that jerk aspect to him. He wants to be better than everybody else. He wants to talk in that way. And probably for the last, I don't know, 20 years, The Rock wants to have a good image. The Rock wants to look good. He's going to have perfectly manicured social media. There's going to be Zoa and houses he gives away. All of that stuff to make him look good. And I get that. That's his image. That's his Hollywood image. You want to be portrayed in that way. You want to be beloved. You want to see people on the star tours when they're driving by your house in L.A. I get all that stuff. But this is a more natural Rock. The man who cut that promo to his phone for 20 minutes is the Rock that I think everybody really gravitated towards 25 years ago. He fits better in this role. And Tommy, to your point, I think he fits better in this role because he has someone to play off of in that babyface role in Cody Rhodes. If Cody is not in the midst of this story, 
then I think the Rock and Roman Reigns happens, no doubt. No one complains about it. And the funny thing to me is, Rock Roman has been talked about for, what, three, four, five years? I am a big believer that the tickets to last year's WrestleMania that were sold on that opening weekend were sold based on the idea of people expecting Rock Roman to happen in Hollywood. And as Rock said on College Game Day with McAfee, yeah, that was supposed to be the plan. Didn't end up being the case, but I don't think, Tommy, that WWE, The Rock, anybody involved wanted to have any kind of negative feeling, any kind of black cloud over a Roman Reigns versus The Rock match. And amazingly, because of the rise of Cody and the story that has been told, and beautifully, might I add, there was a black cloud over that match. Do you feel like they felt that and Rock felt that and said, wait a minute, we can get back to this match at some point. I got to steer into this right now. Um, if I could just backtrack something that you mm-hmm. said. There's a big difference between image and real. Rock is a really good human being. Um, Rock, I don't feel, goes out there and does stuff for his image. And yes, I get that you have people that have to but Rock goes out there and does things. There's a lot of celebrities that don't do things that Rock does, as well as we're not talking about an actor who's been in a couple of movies. We're talking about the most successful actor in in Hollywood at one sure. point. Um, and it's not even like he's on a downturn. Um, so, I mean, uh, personal experience, getting in a car with Rocky. Think Rocky's putting his bags in the car. I'm like, where the frig is he? And he's out signing autographs. Um, so these are a good qualities of a human being, how he cares for his family, always has, always would be. And what is he driven from? He's driven from like what his company's name, Seven Bucks. Uh, if you if you know The Rock's history in this industry, but if you also know his personal story, um, which he has told, which he's also seen, you know, hey, making sure my mother never has to worry about getting evicted. And I'm going to work, and he does, because I watched it. Mm-hmm. And you, you talk about, you know, the, the the why the show was edited, you know, die, Rocky, die. That was a key moment in this man's career because Rock, and we've said this before, Rock almost, Paul Heyman asked for The Rock to come to ECW because he was floundering. And Paul liked his father, plus Paul saw something in this guy named The Rock. And... Thankfully, it didn't happen for The Rock because, though he could have used that street cred of ECW, um, but what I'm saying is that moment was, hey, and you know, our very own Mark Henry has talked about him being in the car, constantly talking about pro wrestling, mm-hmm. constantly doing this to improve himself, to outwork everybody room and be the best player in the game, and he became that. Um, back to what, if you look at the character of The Rock. When he turned, and and great characters, and I try to tell people all this in the industry, Steve Austin, um, The Rock, what did they do when they turned heel to babyface? What was was the difference in their style? Not a whole lot. Mm -hmm. It's what got you to the dance, what made people like you so much. All of a sudden, people are like, wow, this guy's really good on the microphone. He's making me laugh. He's entertaining. He comes up with these nice little things that he says that now I want to cheer him out loud. He did it all as a heel. As a babyface, he is the most narcissistic babyface of all time, but we loved him. Think of MJF. We Mm -hmm. enjoyed him. Roddy Piper. We enjoyed him. These are great heels that have also turned babyface. The Rock, 
There, there's very few people that could, you know, I'll go from Dusty Rhodes, try to crack whip with me. It means hand me a microphone. I watched that segment last night, and I know we're going to break it down even more. I keep looking at my clock, and I'm like, are we going to go 40 minutes? And I'm like, who has to follow this? Because the people were hanging on every word he said. And then there was a key moment where I said this. And that this was what had me worried, but also said, this is why he's the best. The Busted Open Podcast is now available on YouTube. This is Dave LaGreca, host of Busted Open, the number one pro wrestling show on the planet. You can now watch and listen to the award-winning Busted Open Podcast every single day on YouTube. Our best interviews, behind-the-scenes access, and some of our best content from the past. All available right now when you go to YouTube.com slash at Busted Open Podcast. Subscribe right now. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Now, uh, we talked all about what The Rock said on his social media. We talked about what he said on SmackDown last night. But we haven't talked about Roman Reigns yet. But there's two things I want to get to because Cody said, I want The Rock. The Rock had a counteroffer to not only Cody, but Seth Rollins. I will say, Tommy, I'm glad that Rock said we'll get the lawyers involved, we'll get barred, because as we know, Roman Reigns' championship matches end with some member of the bloodline getting involved. That's just how the story goes. That's how it has gone for the majority of his championship defenses. Otherwise, if Rock and Roman were to win, it's bloodline rules and anything goes, and Cody's got to overcome that. Um, I'm okay with it. I, I, you know, I think... 
if you follow through with the bloodline is banned, and, and who knows? We'll see who wins that match on night one, if it's accepted, not official yet. Um, I always believed, going back to last year, when we saw the Usos and Kevin and Sammy and Solo, and then he gets kicked out, and then Solo comes back. Cody always had to find a way to get back to this main event, but do so where it's one-on-one. He had to find a way to dismantle the bloodline. It doesn't seem like that's going to happen, but the only way Cody can truly finish this story is to beat Roman one-on-one, not with getting help, not with everybody who's been wronged by Roman helping him, and you know, not by Roman having everybody by his side. I've always believed that the way to beat Roman the biggest victory that is hanging out there in professional wrestling is to defeat him one-on-one straight up. Would you, Tommy, if you're in the shoes right now of creative, have Roman and The Rock win on night one so Cody has to overcome that much more in the main event of night two? Absolutely. Um, I love the little things. A lot of the little things were taken care of in that promo. Mm-hmm. Um with as simple as what you said hey we'll get lawyers uh if you watch a lot of old school wrestling which i do they made sure a lot of those things were you know uh, like hey i don't have the ability to make matches but we'll get to the matchmaker or as soon as something happens we just went to the back and the matchmaker said this match is going to happen tonight um they did a lot of that business and yes you i want to stack the deck so far against cody to get him to mania. And like I said, this is WrestleMania. If you're saying this is the biggest uh, WrestleMania of all time, I, I like layering in stuff too, because how is this guy going to overcome all these different obstacles? You know, he's going, there's a match going against him. Also another thing, management, normal management wouldn't put the good guy in that situation, but the rock, but the bad guy, the rock saying, Hey, if you do this, you get this because, yes, it, it works against your face of the company's uh, advantage. Hmm. I love it because then I also know it's going to be exciting. And, and when I tell you I, we know about all these, you know, legends deals, we know about all this stuff, I break out everybody for night two. Yep. I, hey, I call in Rikishi. I call in any a uh, bloodline member who's going to be able to do something. You bring them there. And then I also go, if this is Cody's night, you bring in every, you know, you bring in the Hulk Hogan's, you bring in the John Cena's, you bring in anybody who held that title or anybody who's like, you want to be the face. Do you realize what this means? And all these little different endorsements. I mean, could you imagine if the rock hits a rock bottom, then you hit Hulk Hogan's music. And, and all's rock has to do is go to the floor, have a stare down like they did back in the day, and then go for a punch, block a punch, and take a punch. I want to go somewhere else. And with we this. saw Ric Flair. Well, yeah, we saw Ric Flair take a punch and a chop, and you know, then go down. Uh, I think the Hulkster can do that. He also still looks really, really good. He still looks like the Hulkster. But what I'm just saying is, you have all these different layers, and guess what? At the end of the day. You have you have Seth in his prime. You have Cody in his prime. Everyone goes down, and then you have Cody versus Roman. And where you're going to go with that is a whole other thing. Here's what I would like because in what Rock released yesterday, he talked about the conversation he had with Cody Rhodes, 
It was the conversation few have had, you know, biggest match of all time. And, and Rock said to Cody, Cody, you know you love this business. Rock loves the business. You were born into the business, born, blah, 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 blah. And Cody said, you got the biggest WrestleMania main event of all time right here. You have an opportunity to bring the business up. Be a team player. Let us have the Rock versus Roman Reigns. You step aside. And Cody initially said yes. And then Rock talked about the look that he gave him in Alabama. And then obviously in Vegas, Cody takes the match back. Here I'll add a layer to this, Tommy. The biggest rival of The Rock is Stone Cold Steve Austin. And Stone Cold Steve Austin always says this. If you didn't get into this business to main event WrestleMania, you're not in it for the right reason. You should always have that aspiration. Give me that. Give me the interim between Alabama and Las Vegas that Cody talked to Stone Cold Steve Austin. And Stone Cold said, kid, do not step aside. You earned this. You won the Royal Rumble. This is for your dad. This is why you got to this business. This is your story. This is the family story. And I'll be damned if I'm going to watch The Rock take your spot. Don't let that happen. That is a layer that they could drop into this. And it's not about Austin appearing at WrestleMania. If he does, cool. There's a stare down. That's great. If he gives one more endorsement to Cody on the way out with The Rock being on the other side of it in some way, shape, or form, that adds to it even more. But give me that piece. Tell Stone Cold, hey, listen, we need just this. We don't need that much more. And I think Austin would get that. I think he would know this is about Cody and not about him. I think he'd be happy to do something like that because he knows it would add. It leads to everything that Stone Cold has ever done to fight, to get to where he was, not picked as a corporate champion. Cody had to fight his way back to WWE, had to fight through what he did last year, didn't win, had to come all the way back around to get here, to go up against The Rock and the bloodline. And and can he be the face of the company, not The Rock? Well, that's what Stone Cold Steve Austin had to fight through to get to where he was at. If they add that little extra layer... I think it even takes everything that much bigger. And I think TKO and WWE would love that. Talk is Jericho podcast with multiple world champion professional wrestler, lead singer of Fozzie, and New York Times bestselling author, Chris Jericho, is now on Fight Nation. Don't miss Jericho interviews some of the biggest names in wrestling, entertainment, and comedy. Plus, give all of his takes on what's going on in the world of pop culture. Catch the Talk is Jericho podcast every Tuesday and Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern on your home for combat sports, Sirius XM, Fight Nation, Channel 156, I did want to address something we haven't talked about yet, and this is in the um, social media promo Rock put up yesterday. He talked about Seth Rollins, and Seth has been, uh, I'll call it critical, whether you want to say reality-based or part of the story. I think it all kind of mixes in. And Rock said, The Rock is your boss, which means Seth Rollins, if you keep running your mouth and sticking your nose in the Bloodlines business, then that world title you have around your waist, very soon The Rock will make that title go to somebody else. Read between the lines. Yes, The Rock just blurred it, and he continued on about that. I hate that. I absolutely hate that, that he could say the title could go to somebody else, but at the same time, he's deferring to Cody. He could defer to Cody because Cody won the Rumble and took the spot, but he could say he could get the title off of Seth. I get that they're going to face off at WrestleMania. We're going to have a tag match. I get that he's running the board of directors, but it's got to be consistent. Either If he's running the show and he's on the board of directors, then why can't we have, why can't he say The Rock is facing Roman Reigns at WrestleMania? Well, I, I don't get, I think there's a disconnect there. I think they were trying to find a way to bring Seth in because admittedly, 
He's been far too much in the background of this. I don't think it's done him any favors. I don't think Roman running down his championship did Seth any favors. I don't think it makes that title, which Seth has done a really good job with since winning it last May. I think that brought it down a level, and I think that was an uphill battle to begin with to bring in a new championship because admitting nobody can beat Roman, he's staying over on SmackDown. Well, yeah, you, you need another championship, and Seth has done everything to defend that title, to make a brand new championship in a world of wrestling where there are far too many championships. He's done a good job with it. So Rock's trying to bring him in, but Tommy, I did not like the blurring of the lines there because I don't think it's consistent with the rest of the story and maybe the, the power that Rock supposedly has. What do you think? Um, I, I, I don't want to say I disagree. I agree with your point about how great Rollins made that title. Again, when somebody gets hurt, when somebody goes down, you have real sports people. We have seen our seasons go away. If you're a Jets fan, this was last year was the year Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. If you watch it, the, in the crowd was off the charts. The game they have is amazing. That was one of the most exciting games of the NFL that year. It was like the match of the year candidates that happened early on in the season. So it, they're not going to be match of the year. Anyway, um, the rock and abusing his power, that's a whole nother level. That's what I like to see where you can see it after the rock can literally sit in a palatial audience. I mean, uh, office and bark orders to whoever is pissing them off. And if mm -hmm. that person is Cody, and oh, by the way, Nick Aldis, Adam Pierce, and you too, Triple H, your hands are tied. Wah, wah, sorry for you. In very, very rock-esque way. Um, there's like that's what I said, man. There's so much more to this if Roman stays the champion. Because now you also have somebody who's pulling the the strings behind the scenes as well. Uh there there's there's such a, a bigger dynamic with Roman winning. Uh, I'm telling you this, and it makes me even feel more for Cody. And I and I joke about the Cody crybabies, but I've given you a lot of examples about overcoming diversity. Uh, adversity is mm -hmm. what you need to do and to continue. And Cody is that good of a babyface to do it. And like, if we're talking long-term booking, he came in at uh, 30, then he came in at 15. Now I got to go through number one. Uh, if I'm going to get to the Royal rumble, um, I don't say pull a Tommy dreamer and have Cody win rejoice. And then Damien priest is mm -hmm. your new champion. Do not do that. Um, I actually do that and burn drew McIntyre. Um, and then, cause drew is about, that story about the title and Drew's work is doing great. And I could go Drew Damien and have Seth involved with Cody in a mega powers type of situation mm. and Roman off to his own Island till you see somebody else gets over. Honestly, look at the business they, they did with LA Knight and Roman quick rise. The people are all behind them. Something um, in an alternate universe. And this is never going to happen, but an alternate universe where if they said, hey, man, we got something with with our uh, truth Could you imagine just like uh, a premium live event with our truth And I'm not talking uh, like the big four, no, but, and where people could, 
I watched it live, the Royal Rumble, where the world thought Santino was going yep, to win the Royal thinking. Rumble. Same thing happened and at Chamber the next year. WrestleMania. There is something yep. to that, and I know it's 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 a payback. It's a fast lane. There, I think there's something to that. I want to just come back to something you said real quick before we get back to the calls. To your point of keeping the title on Roman, if the title is kept on Roman and The Rock is the one that makes that happen, and let's say Roman's kind of out of the loop, does that bother Roman, that he wasn't the one pulling the strings for his own championship? Now someone else is saying, well, that, you're, our, you're the great face of the company. We're going to make sure of that. Does that bother Roman that that control is somewhat out of his hands? He's still the champion, but someone else is above him making sure that he is still the champion. I think there's something to that, especially as and I'll get back to it again, down the road, they pull those strings one more time and get the title off of Roman. And then there's your baby face run. The authority did that. We have our hand-picked person. When Seth got it taken away from him and became Kevin Owens, nope. there is something to that. And that launches Roman into another stratosphere. I think there's something to that. I still would go with Cody. Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's Bully Ray. Do you know who I am? I talk pro wrestling, and I play rock and roll. Yeah. Every Wednesday night, as soon as AEW Dynamite ends, I'm bringing you instant reactions with the Busted Open Nation. It's Wednesday. You know what that means. The only place to party is Busted Open After Dark. With me, Uncle Bully, starting at 10 p.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation 156 and on the SiriusXM app. I just saw this. I didn't get to listen to it, but on the uh, it's, it's linked with AEW's Instagram, but the Players' Tribune um, Instagram account, it was a great article or, or comments made by Darby Allen. Uh, a bunch of AEW roster members and, and other wrestlers uh, – basically sent voicemails and messages to Sting. And uh, there's there's clips of him watching them all over the roster. Very cool to see. And uh, Tom, what, what experiences have you had with Sting? Have you guys crossed paths a lot in your career? Uh, I never – and, you know, Dave and I talk about one of Sting's best. Uh, AEW's done him right. I would say so did for a long time TNA. Yes. I mean, some of his best matches – I think one of his best matches was against Bully Ray. Um, singles for a long, long time. Obviously, we we go over this a lot in the pot in the the masters class. I I never met Sting until I went to TNA, and I was a massive Sting fan. And not only am I like gonna do something, I'm I'm agenting Sting, and I'm like, what universe is this actually a thing? And so, and he was always nothing but cool. I saw him recently in AEW when I went to their pay-per-view in Long Island and just, you know, got to catch up with him again. It's, you know, not a lot of people, Dave and I had talked about it. Not a lot of people get to go out the way they want to. Um, And like, he's going out the way he want to. Uh, It's great. It really and truly is. I love the fact that it's in Greensboro. I love the fact that we're having all these moments that sting has given us you know and i think the perfect foils for him are nick and matt and i know a lot of people were like i want to see him in a singles well you know we can't always get that he's done great business for aew he's he's a great ambassador for the industry um i mean you were there too when i've used sting and house of hardcore and Mm -hmm. he was part of a, a a meet and greet and it was just uh always always awesome to see the stinger really really truly is and 
just sit back and enjoy it because after that, like one of your favorite players uh, is retiring finally after all these years, you know, and I equated it also to Terry Funk. We never ever thought Terry Funk would stop wrestling or appreciate Terry Funk for how long like he was doing it and at the level he was still doing it at um you know for me having to be there with him and tag with him but like same with sting like at least i feel we've appreciated him and you know he's getting all the flowers and rightfully so we saw his last match in japan which i thought was awesome with him and muda and darby uh would love to see muda there i i'd love to see everybody there and it's going to be a cool celebration for pro wrestling I am happy he's getting this, and um, I know it was announced, uh, you know, a good good amount ahead of time. Uh, it still reminds me a bit of Shawn Michaels uh, right before the, the second match with Taker, where it kind of crept up on everybody. It was like, ah, he's not really going to retire. And then yeah. the more it was presented, you know, by WWE at the time, it was like, oh, he's going to lose to Taker, and that's going to be it. And that's going to be the I mean, I know he came back the one time, but... I kind of feel like this week has been very much like, oh, shit, he's he's done in a couple of days. You know, we're not going to get to watch Sting in the ring. And I know Tony had mentioned, you know, he might come back here and there and pop in, but this is going to be it. And I'm happy that he is getting this kind of love. I'm happy that he's had this kind of run. I'm happy that you shared that story and the stories you've heard all week uh, and months about how much he's helped and what he's wanted to do and – He's done all those things in AEW, and I think it's been great for Darby. It's been great for anybody that's crossed paths with Sting. Whether you know, think about Ricky Starks getting that match with him, Big Bill getting in there with him in the last month. They get that moment. You know, they're proud of that moment. Think of where those guys were in their career, and they get to be in you know Sting's second to last match, and the Young Bucks and the characters they're presenting. There was enough here with this match, just based on it being Sting's last match. Whether it was going to be kind of an exhibition thing. No, there's stakes to this. There's a championship on the line. They took out his sons, who are not part of professional. It added that element. It made Matt and Nick just absolute shitheads, and you hated them, and you wanted to hate them. And now the pe- person that everybody loves, Sting, could maybe take them out in his final match. Or they're going to beat him and what it's going to do for them. But it's added layers to a match that probably didn't need that much because of the gravitas of it being Sting's final match. But there is in-story layers to it. And then there's, of course, the fact that it is his last match. And the people that, I, as I said, you said, you know, we hope are going to be there. I mean, you know, I know Kevin Nash talked about the, the, the struggles of being able to get there because of where he stands. And I know Lex has talked about it this week, you know, hinting that he's going to be there. I have heard indications, and I don't know this for a fact, that it will be that kind of celebration. And because it's in North Carolina, we saw Flair this past week, you know, not be on the side of the Young Bucks. Uh, I hope... It's a night-long celebration. It's not a knock on the fact that Samoa Joe and Swerve and Hangman are having a title match. You know what? Those guys are not upset, I'll tell you that right now, that they're not going to be in the main event. Nor should they be because it's Sting's last match. They have a lot of career left for them. Um, I would be thrilled to be part of that show tomorrow night in any fashion, whether if I was on the card, working on the card, um, backstage, to be there tomorrow night is something that everybody in that arena, if you paid a ticket, if you're working security, if you're an editor, if you're on creative, if you're a a, a wrestler, no matter what, if you get to be in the building tomorrow night, you have that memory forever. You get to say you were on that card. It's a privilege to be on. By the way, 
what I think is AEW's strongest card in quite some time from top to bottom. And everybody will be working not only for themselves, but I think to make Sting proud and say, listen, I was part of that show. It wasn't a one-match show. We put on a hell of a show in the honor of Sting and his final match. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open every day of the week at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Foundation Channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.